Welcome to OneString. OneString is an extension of the river, an organization committed to training people to read and understand the Bible for themselves. That is the one string the river has on our guitar, the one string we play. You might ask how an audio podcast can help you become a better reader. Each podcast is designed to draw you into the text of Scripture, not merely tell you what to think or believe. It is our prayer that the impact of each podcast will be to drive you back into the Bible for yourself. Hello, this is Brian Onkin, the Academic Director for The River Upstate, and you're listening to another One String Podcast. Isn't it fascinating how when we get some idea fixed in our minds, that we can look at a text, a passage of the scripture in the Bible, and not even see what is there. When we already have a certain view that is something already in mind, something familiar to us, have you ever noticed how it interferes with our really seeing what a biblical writer intended to say? How about an example? Let's take something simple, something clear. There's a very familiar and somewhat popular Christmas song, We Three Kings. It's memorable. It's a nice tune. But have you ever read the account of where those three kings are found? It appears in Matthew chapter 2. In the text of Matthew, the only place where we have a record of this visit, they are identified as magi. That's a term that means seer or wise man or advisor. They might not actually have been kings. And although Matthew does mention that when they finally did find the newborn Messiah, Jesus, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, there is no specific mention of how many kings there were. It's just an assumption. It's fixed in our heads. The we three kings who came from the east bringing gifts. And when we read the text, it's easy for us to think three of them, three kings, when the passage doesn't actually say that. Now, that's not a huge problem. We are told in Matthew that there were wise men, plural, and we are told of the three specific gifts. So it was more than one, but it could have been half a dozen. We just don't know from the text. So we read the text and understand it on the basis of what we think, not on the basis of what we read. And what these podcasts are all about is to help you think well about reading what is there in the text every time you open the book. Keep in mind, sometimes what you think a text is talking about, what a passage is saying, might not actually be there in the text. Being aware of that might help make you a more careful reader of the text. After all, it is the words of Scripture that are inspired. That's why we want you to read those words very attentively. It's not my ideas that are inspired. Sometimes, in fact, I'm misguided. Sometimes I misread text. It is the words of Scripture that are inspired. And so our desire is to learn to read those words well. With that in mind, let's look back at what is often referred to as the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. In previous podcasts, we touched on some of what is found there. But there's another line or two that can serve as good practice for good reading. So, let's read Luke chapter 11, the first four verses. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, 
For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. If you've listened to the earlier podcasts, you'll remember that Jesus is not simply giving his disciples words to repeat. He's giving them ideas. The disciples have asked, teach us to pray. He is not simply telling them, please repeat these words. He is helping them think about what they should be talking with the Father about. In a sense, things to talk to the Father about as they pray, that's what Jesus is sharing with them. And the first was, hallowed be your name. We explored that expression. It's not a veiled word of instruction. He's not calling his followers to magnify or hallow or make great God's reputation and name. It's a call to ask God to make much of himself. And then your kingdom come. In the context of Jesus' life and ministry, in the broader context of Luke, this would not be a request for Jesus to return at the end of time, what we might think about as the second coming. As we explored in an earlier podcast, it's a request that God's kingdom break into the present world in tangible and palpable ways. Then we come to this next request. Give us this day our daily bread. And and here's where our three kings problem might arise. Why? I think because many of us think we pray this kind of way every time we say a blessing over a meal. It's very common. It's not a bad thing at all. It's, It's always right to give thanks to God for his provision. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, Paul says that whatever we do, we're to do it all with thanksgiving, thanking God for his blessings. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15, we're called, invited to continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, giving thanks to him. So it is right to give thanks to God for his abundant blessing. But if we're reading well, if we're paying close attention to the words, that is not what Jesus is saying here. If you look closely at the text, notice, read well, what did Jesus actually say about what his disciples should pray? Give us this day our daily bread. That's a request. Now, daily bread is a simple metaphor for the day-by-day provision of what is needed. We are asking for daily provision. Give us, Father, each day. We are asking God to provide for us what we need for daily life, and that is different from thanking him for what he has provided. Think for a moment. Is your saying grace at mealtime what Jesus is suggesting we pray? Be honest. Although most of us are in the habit of saying a blessing, giving thanks, an expression of thanks before a meal or before we eat, is that what it means to pray, please, Father, give us this day what we need? When I'm honest, I realize that I don't ask the Lord to provide daily provision, primarily because I have a pantry in my home and a well-stocked refrigerator. If I feel the need for something to eat, I go and get it. And if it's not there in my house, a quick trip to the store will get me what I want. And as a result, I don't regularly pray, please give us this day our daily bread. I take it for granted. I assume that it will be there. Sure, I thank God at times for what he has provided, 
But I don't think, if I'm reading carefully, I don't think that's what Jesus is encouraging his followers to pray. In Psalm 37, 25, the psalmist says that he has never seen the Lord's children begging for food to eat. The psalmist is sure of God's provision for his own. In Philippians 4.19, Paul assures the Philippians that God will supply all of their needs. And in his letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Paul affirmed that God provides us all things freely to enjoy. In fact, Jesus himself explained about the provision of basic needs a little later on. Luke records for us in Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 22. And Jesus said to his disciples, I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor for your body as to what you will put on, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his lifespan? If then you cannot do even a very little thing, why do you worry about other matters? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you, you men of little faith? Do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not keep worrying. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek, but your Father knows that you need these things. But seek his kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. So if all this is true, and it is, if the Father intends to provide so well for his children, why does Jesus teach us to ask for daily provision? Not weekly or monthly or yearly provision, but daily provision for what we need. Does this mean that if we don't ask for such regular faithful provision that our good Father won't take care of us? I don't think so. But what might be the benefit of learning to ask for daily provision? After all, that does seem to be what Jesus is teaching his followers to do. James, the brother of Jesus, gives me a little help here in thinking well about this. In his epistle, James chapter 4, he writes this, chapter 4, verse 13 and following. Come now you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. Well, I don't think James doubts the Father's good provision. But James is inviting us to live in such a life of faith, such a healthy relationship with the Father, that we don't presume upon his provision. Sure, God does provide, but no, I don't think we should be presuming. And that seems to be at the heart of this prayer. Father, give us this day our daily bread. It's not a demand, but a request. 
And it's a request for daily provision, not merely for bread, a metaphor for daily needs, but a request for daily provision. So what would be different in your relationship with the living God if you prayed the way Jesus invites us to pray? Let me make just a couple of suggestions before we close out this podcast. First, to ask for daily provision rather than presume upon daily provision would stir us in a greater sense of dependence on God. I presume, we presume that today and tomorrow there will be food and clothing and shelter. We presume that we'll draw another breath. But I don't think any of that is necessarily a given. God provides daily for the needs of his children. And talking with him about daily provision might lead us to a greater sense of our neediness and his kindness. The other thing that we might experience if we began to ask for daily provision is that he might surprise us in how he chooses to provide for us. When I simply thank him for what he has graciously bestowed, I take for granted what is, what's been given. But if we began to ask for the meeting of daily needs, we might actually be overwhelmed by just how good and surprisingly kind he is. Perhaps he has ways of meeting our daily needs that we have not even begun to imagine. So, a common prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this meal. Uh, expression of thanksgiving. We're grateful for all you have done for us. None of that is wrong. All of that is wonderful and healthy. We should be expressing our thanks to God for his provision. But when the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray, one of the things he wanted to remind them to do is to ask the Father for daily provision. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And if we read carefully, if we pay attention to Jesus' words there, we might just be surprised on what will happen to our life of prayer when we begin to ask for daily provision. Thank you for listening to this One String Podcast. If you have benefited from what you've heard or would like to hear more, please find us on most streaming services. You can help keep One String playing its one string by supporting the ministry of The River. Please find us at theriverupstate.org. The Get Involved tab will lead you to information about becoming a supporter of The River and the One String Podcast.